On this episode of the Press Rewind Prince Lyrics Podcast, we dive into Prince's ultimate horny for God anthem, Love Sexy. And helping me out on this manic, kind of sort of crazy song is Erica Thompson. Welcome back to the show, Erica. Hey there. Oh my gosh, I love the horny for God line. I think that (laughs) is pretty apt. (laughs) I think so too. I, I just came up with it last night when I was thinking of how how would I describe this song to somebody in like a sentence or less <laughs> and I'm like, love sexy's like prince being horny for god that's in my mind and this is where like when we go through the lyrics as we we're talking about leading up to recording the song might have alternate meanings to people but for me it's kind of always been like prince's ultimate horny for god because he's he he goes there later in the song specifically he gets pretty pretty raunchy for you know this era at least um explicitly raunchy on this song this is definitely before he felt like he couldn't express uh sexuality or lust or desire in a more explicit way like he always had that in his songs even later on but he's still putting stuff out there that would have fit right in on dirty mind or controversy you know um i don't know so overarching thoughts on the song erica i know you chose the song but at the same time do you have any like specific feelings about this song is it one of your favorites is it not one of your favorites from love sexy well it's funny because it's actually not one of my favorites like i will skip this song (laughs) if i'm just (laughs) listening for pleasure but i do think it's important in the context of the whole spiritual concept album and you know it's the it's the title is the concept that he defines for this project love sexy the feeling you get when you fall in love not with a girl or boy but with the heavens above so i think it's really important to talk about this song and and in that respect mm, absolutely i mean it, it as you mentioned it's the title track so title tracks especially with prince albums are intended to really kind of deliver a strong cohesive message kind of sum up of the experience that the album is intended to provide and you know it needs to have a little bit of weight to it you know mm-hmm. his his title songs aren't usually skip worthy tracks <laughs> um they, they, i mean oftentimes especially in the 80s he would lead his albums off with the title track i mean almost every album in the 80s did that purple rain it ended mm. but pretty much everything and of course you know with the self-titled there is nothing and that's the 70s anyway but uh, a lot of his albums not all of them obviously but a lot of his albums lead with the title track so it's kind of like this is my mission statement this is you want to know what this album's about you listen to this title track and Love Sexy does that, but it's just not at the beginning of the album. You know, it's more like sort of in the middle-ish. Yeah, um, and I would argue that I Know is actually a better introduction to this. Like, I Know is has more straightforward declarations of his faith than this song. So I'm mm-hmm. happy he chose that instead of Love Sexy. But I think I always like to remember um, what he told Rolling Stone about this whole album, that it's a mind trip. And I think 
Love Sexy, the song is very much a mind trip too. It's not like super eloquent. <laughs> I, you know, I think he's really just trying to convey a feeling with both the music and both, you know, some of his lyrics, but it's not like a song you would listen to um, as evidence of Prince as a great <laughs> lyrical songwriter. You know what I mean? There are other songs for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, he mentions Love Sexy previously in the album as you talked about and i know as the lead off song for the album it's right there like in the chorus love sexy is the one till my day is done in alphabet street we get a reference to love sexy and cat's rap love sexy was the glam of them all but at this point if this is like your first listen to the album i don't think it's very clear yet what love sexy actually is Mm. Um, i mean it's supposed to be something that's amazing something that you know, is is a is a positive, definitely not not a negative feeling. I mean, it, it combines two words that <laughs> that Prince was very uh, in tune with with his music and and his personality, love and sex. So you kind of already know that this is something that he's going to hold in high regard, but we still don't really exactly know what it is. Uh, so the line that you mentioned, um, "Love sexy is the feeling that you get." When you love God, basically, where was that from again? I know he defines it um, in like the liner notes. Um, Uh, Okay. And also, I'm going to be bringing this up throughout our discussion in the Love Sexy Tour book, which I don't expect like the average listener to access that. But Prince does elaborate on that concept in the tour book, but it's definitely in the liner notes of the album. Okay. Okay. So I was just trying to think of like if there was a more clear definition of the term love sexy in this album prior to, you know, the song on the track list. Mm. I couldn't, I couldn't think of it. Uh, but when he brought that, I'm like, well, I know what, I've, I've heard that before, but where have I heard that? And it's just, it was failing me. So I'm sure I got it from the same places you did from any writings that have been done on this album or like you said, uh, tour books or interviews or liner notes. It's, he tries to elaborate a little bit better and I get, I get why he did that. I mean, the show, the Love Sexy tour, is a much is a very theatrical um, tour where it provides a lot of a lot of context with the the dark and light sides. You know, Act One, Act Two. So I I could see why he would want to um, make sure that that is clear to the the concert goers through the tour book. I think this this song is supposed to to do that too it's supposed to kind of give a little more um more explanation i think to what love sexy is and how it relates to the the concepts of the album how it relates to you know anybody's day-to-day life whether you're a believer or not and one thing i'll point out is like he refers to it he calls it it a lot like Mm -hmm. you know in the song it from sign of the times you know, you get the impression he's clearly talking about sex. Here, it, when he says that, you you are meant to believe that he's talking about love sexy, I think. And so anytime you hear the word it, I think he's referring to love sexy, but I don't know that for a fact. Yeah. You picked up on all the it references, like, as we go through the lyrics, it'll become more clear now that you're thinking about it, or if the listener's thinking about it. There's a lot of references to it here. 
Um, for me personally, I love this song, and I don't know why. <laughs> I cannot explain why. I think it's because it's so kind of strange and crazy and a little bit um, chaotic. And I, I, I like, I like that uh, production style in general. Like, I'm a big fan of, like, Public Enemy, for example. Public Enemy's production style with the Bomb Squad is has been kind of known to be very chaotic, like samples thrown in left and right, um, beats switching on a dime. Uh, It's just a very chaotic production style, hip hop production style. And I was always attracted to that. And so I find a lot of beauty in chaos in music Mm. um, where some people maybe like, like their songs a little cleaner or a little more refined. The, 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 The louder and the crazier and the more chaotic the sound the song sounds i can get down with that in maybe ways that other people don't so i've i i really and i actually laugh like the song genuinely <laughs> makes me laugh yeah me too <laughs> especially at the end so i can't yes. wait to get to the end because i can't I, wait to hear you say those lyrics <laughs> so that's what i'm looking forward to <laughs> i literally laugh out loud like people say lol and they just kind of mean chuckle no i laugh out loud like this song makes me laugh and and I and I think that's that's good because the song is supposed to I think be really kind of a, a joyous expression. And Prince seems very happy throughout the song. You know, he's talking about feeling so good and you know it's it's so great, it's amazing. It being again what I believe to be love sexy. Um, and then towards the end of the song, it just it just kind of goes off the rails, but for me in a good way, where other people might get turned off by just how nuts it gets and um (laughs) i love it i just can't it's just one of those things i can't explain and then i'm gonna stop trying to so uh so yeah this was recorded early 1988 i guess there was a previous version of this song that i've never heard i don't know if you have called love sexy but it's spelled l-u-v-s-e-x-y two different words two separate words i mean um, I would love to hear it someday, but I've searched high and low. I can't find anybody that has, you know, posted it anywhere or has a copy of it anywhere. But it's just, from what I understand, it's it's like a, an even more sped up version, like an even faster version of this song. Some of the elements from the original incarnation of Love Sexy made it to the version from the final album, like the the horns eric and atlanta's horns are still there i think the 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 repeated of the poem from the beginning of i know that ingrid chavez recites uh that prince then recites in this song that's that was in the original love sexy but the ending section with his voice going in different pitches that was new that was a new addition i believe so anyway, I just thought I'd bring that up in case anybody out there has a copy and they want to slip it my way or <laughs> yep. give me a nudge. Uh, I'd love to hear it, but I something tells me it hasn't really un- been unearthed with the exception of maybe just a handful of people because I just can't seem to find it. Yeah. All right. So the song starts off with, you know, kind of like this uh, this drum beat in a, a synth line din, 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 din. and then we get prince saying new power new power give it to me and then he says oh i need some bottom in here lay it on me and he says this in his you know deeper register uh nothing much i guess just to, to really talk about here this this little opening intro is just 
it's just kind of a, it is what it is. It's an introduction to the song. It doesn't really express a lot of deeper thoughts or, or I think anything that we need to discuss super in depth, but you know, the reference to new power, of course, can't go ignored because um, this is the album that really that those two words together, new power, soul, new power, generation, whatever it is, we get introduced to that with this record. We, we heard it on, um, I know previously on the album, uh, need some bottom in here. You know, I believe that to be referring to uh, bass, you know, bottom from the from the music. But I guess, you know, it could there could be a double entendre there, just like <laughs> anything, I guess. I don't know. Do you have any further thoughts on the intro, Erica? <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I think the most important takeaway, like you said, is the new power. And um, I, you know, in this context, when I think about new power generation, I think about um, it representing a new positive era following Prince of Spiritual Awakening um, that I know you've referenced in previous Love Sexy episodes, uh, the Blue Tuesday, the shelving of the Black album, um, and all of that. So I, I think of that as, I know his band would later become the new power generation, but I do think of this as like an, a turning point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, he, there's, it's no accident that he's referring to new this and new that on this record. Uh, it's It's definitely intentional and it has there's there's very clear meaning behind it in his mind and what it intends like this is the new direction this is my new direction Everybody on the block say it is the best. The most vital is what they say, more or less. It put my name upon my thigh. It makes me dance. It makes me cry. And when I touch it, race cars burn rubber in my pants. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, this first verse, I counted. He mentions, he uses the word it five times. Everybody on the block say it is the best. The most vital is what they say, more or less. It put my name upon my thigh. It makes me dance. It makes me cry. When I touch it, race cars burn rubber in my pants. So, uh, you know, listening to it for the first time, you know, it's kind of hard to go back in time and think about, like, let's pretend I had never heard this song before. And this is the first time I'm really kind of comprehending the lyrics. He keeps talking about it. So, you know, you, you you're, you're forced to... The listeners forced to kind of put their own thoughts on what it is. Sure, love sexy seems like the obvious answer because that's the name of the song, and um, you, you get the feeling that maybe he's going to finally help us define this this term in his mind that he created, that he coined. But I mean, you know, it could be a lot of different things. <laughs> I mean, the obvious, the other obvious thing that it could be is a reference to sex, of course. Uh, I mean, any of these words or any of these lines, it's certainly you you replace it with sex and it makes sense. And of course, that I, I believe that's tensional again, because love sexy is like this mashup of love and sex. And now we find out is also a mashup of love and sex and God. And that's really what 
I believe this album is intending to express is this it's all you know it's all kind of lumped together as is one entity instead of these separate things and that's why he smushed those words together it's all in his mind intertwined in a way um before we get to that last line i want to talk about the last line <laughs> but what else about this verse you know did you want to point out erica yeah, so bear with me. I have a lot to say about this verse, <laughs> but Perfect. I think it'll it'll help set us up for the rest of the song too. So, um, regarding the it, it can also be um, a drug. You know, like if you think about it, everybody on the block says it is the best. It's the most vital. Like this stuff is good. Like this is the strong stuff. This is the mm-hmm. stuff that you want. And when you go back to what he said about love, sexy being a trip. It's easy to think about a drug trip. And then again, you know, not to rehash this, but I know you've referenced this, but, you know, he allegedly had an ecstasy trip um, the the night he before he decided to shelve the Black album. And we know that from commentary from people who were around him, including Kat Glover. Um, she recently went on a podcast and said he did experiment that night. She didn't name the drug, but... You know, if we think about lyrical references like squirrel meat on super funky califragisexy, it's like, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's probably ecstasy, right? Um, right? But I think the key here is that he's saying you can achieve that same state of ecstasy through communion with God. Um, so it's a metaphor. It could be a metaphor for that. And um, we know that from his definition of love sexy, but also in the tour book, um, and the poem, which which is kind of a retelling of that night, um, he also calls love sexy endorphin. And, um, you know, endorphins are the peptides in the brain that resemble opiates. They reduce pain and they produce euphoria. And so when you think about it, make me dance, it make me cry. It's like a drug. But um, I personally interpret the it as a relationship with God. And um, it, in that poem in the tour book, he says, God is alive. Let him touch you and he will quench every thirst. Let him touch you and an aura of peace will adorn you. Let him touch you and heaven is yours. And so when you think about, you know, like the touching, you know, when you touch it, (laughs) race cars burn rubber in my pants. So um, I think that is, is something to keep in mind. But also to your point, it could be sex. Um, So there is that sexual component. And um, when you think of the drug ecstasy and the heightened sensations, people take it before they have sex. Um, But again, um, Prince is speaking about sex differently on the whole Love Sexy album um, than he did earlier in his career. So it's really about sex and a loving relationship and a monogamous relationship, especially when you think of songs like When Two Are In Love. And it's not consistent. There are exceptions on this album. But for the most part, you're he's talking about sex in a different context. And in the poem in the tour book, he talks about something called the sexuality reel. And I interpret that as like a holy type of sexuality, meaning sex in the confines of a a monogamous relationship, which 
in the Bible is morally acceptable. And, you know, Jason, I always love to give you a Bible verse. So, mm-hmm. um, one, for it. yeah, one is that is apt here is first Corinthians, uh, seven, uh, verses one through two. And that's, um, you know, basically it says it's good for a man not to touch a woman, nevertheless, to avoid fornication, let every man have his own wife and let every woman have her own husband. So it's kind of like sex is a gift from God, but you have to do it in the right way. And then, of course, Prince has always talked about the act of sex as bringing one closer to God. Like I think about the song Adore uh, when we talk about that. So I think all of those different themes are swirling in this one silly uh, little vo- little verse. And the last thing I want to say about it is the um, it put my name upon my thigh. <laughs> I mean, that's like a silly throwaway reference to his costumes of the time, which had his name on his pant leg. Um, But yeah, those are those are my thoughts. Well, yeah, I mean, it's very, very eloquently stated. I mean, but you're right. Context is everything in the context. And that's why I believe the same thing you believe where it, even though it could be a lot of different things on the album Love Sexy, it is going to probably have a different different meaning a different interpretation than if love sexy was thrown on the black album yeah or if love sexy was on the track listing for dirty mind it's probably not going to be that it's probably not going to be it meaning a relationship to god and how that can deliver a a more natural high than you know a, a, a synthetic drug or something like that where in songs like super funky we we kind of it seems pretty clear that he's not talking about God there and yeah. all of these things that are causing, you know, him to sweat and his mouth to run run dry is not because he's got this this illicit relationship with God, but he's experiencing <laughs> side effects of, you know, a, a party drug. On Love Sexy, it likely has a completely different meaning because this is what he's been trying to get at for the entire for the most of the entire album I, you know as we mentioned there's inconsistencies but the general theme is this album is expressing um, an expression of faith and how relationships with god can provide those endorphin kicks in the same way that maybe something less natural like a drug or alcohol would do to people who don't have that same relationship with god and he's trying to show us a better in his mind a better way and this is why i believe that he's talking about his relationship with god and how that has made his life so much more rich and full and he's also you know because he's talking about everybody on the block and being the most vital and you know vital here can you know be used to express something like essential but it also can mm. be used to think of uh, something that's full of energy and full of life you know vital has a couple different meanings too and they both they both really work in terms of what he's expressing as his uh, relationship with god is vital in both ways it's full of life and it's also essential to him and that's why I like you know a couple lines here are interesting but then it goes off the rails a little <laughs> bit in my mind with the and when i touch it race cars burn rubber in my pants so <laughs> this is i mean i guess i take that just to mean and get some get some kind of revved up get some um get some going or if you want to be a little more crude get some horny 
Yeah. Uh, and this is only why Prince I... would come up with a line like this. Like I would never think about like race cars burning rubber. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's 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 a line that you don't expect. Um, I didn't expect it uh, when I'm hearing this album. Even though I should, I should have. <laughs> I mean, Alphabet Street's full of of car metaphors. Yeah. So I don't know why I wouldn't have expected it. I absolutely should have. But I just thought, oh, maybe Love Sexy. Like Anesthesia is pretty, you know, kind of PG and it really doesn't say anything dirty or have any kind of um, double entendres or metaphors in there that you could interpret as being dirty. But that's more the exception on this album, I feel, <laughs> than the <Yeah>. rule. <laughs> uh, get to the chorus then this feeling so good in every single way i want it morning noon and night of every day and if by chance i can't i cannot have it i can't say but with it i know heaven's just a kiss away kiss away all right so the chorus is is kind of interesting and fun i i like the chorus a bit um just because it it seems to reiterate what he's already trying to say with this just this joyous feeling he's got this feeling so good in every single way not just like it feels good in a moment or feels good uh you know in when you're in it but like in every single way it feels good and, and it's almost like an and again you can think of it again like a drug because i think he's trying to replace illicit drugs with with god like he's over, a little bit overcompensating maybe <laughs> for, <laughs> for some of the things that he might have gotten into in in 1987 and he kind of feels bad about or like that wasn't the right choice for him i want it morning noon and night of every day that almost feels like somebody's addicted to it a little bit mm -hmm. um and if by chance i can't have it i can't say so i like if i can't have this thing <laughs> i don't even know what's going to happen like i can't control myself i i can't predict how this is going to you know how this is where this is going to lead me or or you know is going to take me down a dark path again if i can't have this thing this it in this song what we believe to be love sexy but with it i know heaven's just a kiss away so he gets again you feel like he's getting closer to god through it through maybe sex or maybe his relationship to god or whatever it is um at this point we're not totally sure i think we gets more clear as the song goes on so with the chorus um what did i miss what do you what do you want to talk about yeah no i think you you hit it you know right on the head there and i do love that turn of phrase i can't say i think that's a, a really cool way to describe what you just said like who knows what's gonna happen um but i you know i i do want to bring up something that i always kind of keep in my pocket now i think it, it's just you know studying prince's interviews he always at some point gives you more insight to to his song so and i and i'm sure i've referenced this somewhere on this podcast before but there's a, a 1996 interview that he did with the globe and mail and he says um you don't think god is sexy when you have faith serotonin starts pumping in your brain it's the same as when you have an orgasm and so i always think about that explanation when listening to songs like this you know because like we've been talking about it's it's a metaphor it's it's not sexual ecstasy it's spiritual ecstasy but they can be described in the same way mm -hmm. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, you know, why, why be horny for God? Well, because maybe God delivers uh, the same chemical reaction in your brain that an orgasm does. And if, you know, you, you really enjoy that and who doesn't, then you're going to find other ways to achieve that and ways that maybe hopefully are a little, a little um, less self-destructive, I guess. Yeah. And one other thing I will mention, the kiss away, heaven's just a kiss away. Like, I, I, I think about that in two different ways. So it's kind of like the kiss can be God, you know, back to that poem in the tour book when he's saying, let him touch you. Like, that's the touch that could be the touch or kiss of God. But then also, if you're talking about like a like a romantic partner and you're thinking about how in a monogamous loving relationship, um being intimate can bring you closer to God. It's like, you know, heaven is just a kiss away with when I engage with this person. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. So that's the chorus to Love Sexy. I think we're getting a little bit clearer picture now painted for us about what Love Sexy is. It's a feeling. Um, you know, it's something that you want and it gets you closer to God. Heaven's just a kiss away. So, we move on then to the second verse. Dig me now. Dig me now. Anyone that's ever touched it, they don't want anything else. And I got to tell the world, I just can't keep it to myself. All in life becomes easier. No question is unresolved. And I'm not afraid. Come on and touch it. I know you will love it. With it, I know that heaven's a butterfly kiss away. Kiss away. And then he jumps right into the chorus after that, but we won't jump into the chorus here. We'll just kind of stop at this point. Okay, so with the second verse, um, Erica, I think I'll let you go first. What This one doesn't, I don't know, I mean, it kind of says a lot of the same stuff to me as what's already been said, so I don't, I like verse one a little bit better, but maybe verse two speaks to you or maybe there's something in here you wanted to really kind of touch on or talk about. Yeah, I think the thing in here that stands out to me is just the evangelism. So like um, I got to tell the world I can't I can't keep it to myself. That's like he's got to spread the good news about God. Um, And then also when he talks about life becoming easier and no question is unresolved again, that's his relationship is bringing that with God is bringing that clarity and peace to him. And I think of Matthew 7, 7 ask and it shall be given to you seek and you shall find knock and it shall be open unto you so god is answering all of those questions for him so that's what stands out the most to me about this verse yeah he is you know he's experiencing it he's talked about how much he loves it how much it makes him feel good so now he wants to share that and that's seemingly what a lot of this verse is intending to express is his desire to share this with the world and one thing i did want to touch touch on is the word touch um, and how it's how it's used in this song. So I just find it 
interesting about how he keeps talking about touching it like he talks about himself touching it he wants other people to touch it if you touch it i'll touch it and when i think of the touch when in terms of god or in reference to god you you always think of it the other way around like god touches you Mm -hmm. you're touched by god here it's it's like you're taking he's wanting himself and others to take a more active approach you need to touch it you know when you touch it uh you know race cars burn rubber in my pants or touch it you know um he says here anyone that's ever touched it doesn't want anything else and come on and touch it he says he's he's like imploring people to touch it like don't be afraid touch it i know you'll love it um i just find that interesting i don't know if you if you thought about that at all yourself erica but yeah I no I, th- I i think that's a great interpretation of it and like you said taking the initiative like you know, God is here for you, but you've got to seek him out. So I, I know I, I hadn't really thought about that, but I think you put that really well. Yeah. It's just, just a different way of doing it. You just don't hear it that way. Usually kind of like if you, if you find, if you look for God, he'll come find you and, you know, you'll be touched by God and his, and his glory and wisdom. Um, but Prince is definitely taking the initiative here, taking the active role, and wants other people to do it as well. Of course, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I simply can't um, <laughs> ignore ignore the potential double entendre here about come on and touch it. I know you'll love it. <laughs> With it, I know that heaven's a butterfly kiss away. Like, okay, could he also be meaning his penis? Yes. Yeah, I don't. Know. <laughs> yeah. So can't can't ignore it. Um, don't even want. I don't even want to ignore it. I, yeah, let's just put it, let's just lay it out there. Prince <laughs> loves to do this kind of stuff. He loves to play with his words. He loves to play with double entendres and alternate meanings. Uh, this is a a song that is pretty much all about that. Like we haven't gotten to it yet, and we got we keep talking about. I keep talking about the ending of the song. Uh, that is just double entendre filled, <laughs> like to the brim, like it's overflowing. <laughs> No, I can imagine some people listening to this and rolling their eyes at us. Like, guys, he's talking about Go his up. penis. Yeah. <laughs> or, but no, also, though, like, he's talking about his penis. He's talking about sex. Like, stop all the spirituality talk. Like, Oh, the other way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. And I, I can't fault those people because if you're just casually listening to this, it just sounds like the Prince you know, you know, from back yeah. in the day, from the early 80s. It's just, like, filthy. <laughs> so... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do keep that but, in mind. But again, this is where like context again is everything. Like, yes, this song on the Black Album or on Dirty Mind or even on like 1999, yeah, it is probably his dick. But <laughs> this is on Love Sexy, so we yeah. kind of we kind of have to look at it a different way, at a different angle. That he, he want, I'm I'm assuming he wants us to, yeah, um, look at it from more than one angle because this is not the album where. You know, he's he's only talking about sex and and that's his main focus or his main lyrical focus. Yeah. He told us and, and I know. And not to, you know, not to go on a tangent, but I think it's important. It's like Prince is kind of always telling us to look deeper, like even with the cover, which, again, I know you've covered, but it's like people look at that and they thought it was salacious. And but like in interviews, Prince is like, no, that's your own. That's the way you see it. But this is like pure to me. So, you know, get your mind out of the gutter. Right. (laughs) But it's so like I 
yeah, I see Prince's point. But on the other hand, I am realistic. Like, come on, Prince. Like, you knew people would think about it in, in the filthy way as well. So it, it is yep. really interesting. But yes, Prince was always asking us to look deeper. Yeah. Yeah. And this is a perfect example of that for sure. Okay. So as I mentioned, he goes straight into the course again, but the course doesn't change. so good in every single way i want it morning noon and night of every day and if by chance i cannot have it i can't say but with it i know heaven's just a kiss away kiss away love sexy uh so who's saying love sexy do you know oh gosh i don't know <laughs> it sounds like sheila to me but i don't i don't it could see be that prince the, too yeah could, especially knowing what he does with uh his vocals later in the song um but yeah, no, uh, on Prince Fault, Sheila is not credited with any kind of vocals on the song. So it very well could just be Prince's vocals pitched up a little bit to yeah. sound more feminine. That's sexy. And this is when we get uh, just the repeat of the the poem at the very beginning that we heard previously at the very beginning of the album on I Know with Ingrid Chavez. Rain is wet, sugar is sweet. Rain is wet, sugar is sweet. Clap your hands, stomp your feet. But the the big difference is how it's delivered here. So at the beginning, it's real ethereal, you know, and we've got like it's really kind of done quietly and slowly. This song, this is repeated, and there's like hand claps, and it's said when Prince's lower register, so it's you know the vocals are much lower, much more masculine. Rain is wet, sugar is sweet. Clap your hands, stomp your feet. Everybody, everybody knows. When love calls, you gotta go. And um, so we don't need to rehash again, like anything about this lines. It's just, it's just an interesting, you know, kind of callback to I know into that opening. Yeah. Um, I think, if you don't yeah, mind, though, I would like to talk a little bit about Ingrid. Um, sure. Just really quickly. Um, so, you know, as uh, if folks have been listening to the podcast, they know that Ingrid was Prince of Spiritual Muse during this time. And um, I just want to add a quote from her um, that I, I actually spoke to her and got this about the Black Album and Love Sexy. And Ooh, she says, nice. yeah, when I look at the Black Album and I look at Love Sexy, it's the heart and the mind is in the right place on the ladder. Uh, the act is the same, but it's more meaningful. You're having a union with someone as opposed to each one just satisfying each other. And she says he wanted to connect on a spiritual level. So I think that just reiterates what we've been talking about, about the metaphor and what it is. Um, I also think it's important to remember that Prince uses bits of Ingrid's song Cross the Line in the Love Sexy Tour. And um, again, in speaking with Ingrid, she described Cross the Line as moving from darkness 
to light. And one lyric in that song says, heaven is yours if you want it. And of course, Prince is referencing heaven throughout this song. Um, And then also in the album with the song, I Wish You Heaven. And, you know, Prince and Ingrid were writing their albums at the same time and they were being influenced by each other. And um, also in the tour book, Prince says, heaven is yours, um, which again is a direct lyric and Ingrid's song. Um, so I did, I think it's, I, I did think it was important to mention that. And also a couple other things um, in the graffiti bridge in which Ingrid is in that. And again, she's spiritual muse. She's Ara. She has the line that says still forever searching for the spiritual substitute for sex. And again, I think that's a great way to describe what's going on here. And then finally, in this verse, he says, when love calls, you've got to go. Well, you remember he defines God as love in anesthesia. So when I hear that line, I think when God calls, you got to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very important thing to note, I think, because um, you didn't have that that meaning necessarily when you first heard this poem at the beginning of I Know. Because, uh, you know, again, the track listing, Anesthesia, comes later. Yeah. So, love is God, God is love. You had not heard that yet, if you're listening to this album for the first time in the sequence that it was intended. Because, again, this album was just one long track. So Prince wanted you to listen to it in order. Didn't want you to play Anesthesia first or mm-hmm. Love Sexy first. He wanted to kick it off with I Know. So, that is important. We do have we do have the decoder ring now for this for this line <laughs> yeah. and for for love. I mean, you and I we both have been in it for a while, so we already knew this. But again, taking yourself back to 1988 or whenever is the first time you heard "Love Sexy," you know, whatever year that was, it's it's important to know like this is something that he's kind of un- unraveling for us unspooling for us as we listen to the album yeah so that's cool uh one thing i forgot to mention and doesn't have much to do with the lyrics but just how the performance of the song so in between that second chorus in this poem being recited prince starts screaming like he's (laughs) screaming he's making noises it's really chaotic before the bridge and at one point, it almost sounds like he's trying to beatbox a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you have headphones on, you hear, like, all these weird mouth noises that he's making. Like, he's smacking. Uh, he's, yeah, it's like, I hear, like, a boom, boom, you know, like this beatbox type of style or sound that he's making. And I'm just, again, I don't know what he's trying to do. I don't know if he's, like, speaking in tongues here or what he's doing. But <laughs> it's it's kind of crazy. And, um this is when the song really starts to to take a turn for uh, the worse or better, depending on your perspective, <laughs> but definitely the weirder. It takes a turn for the weird. Yeah, <laughs> it's say. a descent into silliness is how I describe it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Descent into silliness. All right. So after the bridge, then we get like the last grouping of lyrics is very long. Um, so I will break them up because it's pretty much now just words throughout the rest of the song until the outro so i'll just start with the first one and keep in mind now listening to the song it starts off with prince in his lower register but then it goes higher and then it starts to you know go lower again slowly it sounds like there's multiple voices singing or reciting these lines so it's really it kind of throws the listener off like what am i hearing am i hearing prince in different registers am i hearing prince's bandmates 
um, you, don't, you don't really know what you're hearing. Girls first. Girls first. Okay, so like first I was going to be telling you how smart and intelligent I could be behind it. And then I could tell you that I could just smell your race cars from rubber in my pants. But I really did trip and I never thought of being caught by somebody with your beauty styling grace. Maybe I don't care. I would rip out my hair for just two nights with your face. I don't want to make love to you. I just want to look at you. I just want to listen to you. You got me dripping, dripping all over the floor. The floor. If I come back as a woman, I'm gonna body like yours. Body like yours. But what he says is tonight we make love with only words. Girls first. Girls first. Okay, so like first I would start by telling you how smart and intelligent the curve you're behind is. And then I can tell you that I can just smell you. And race cars burn rubber in my pants. But I really dig tripping on the thought of being caught by someone with your beauty, style, and grace. Baby, I don't care. I would rip out my hair for just two nights with your face. I don't want to make love to you. I just want to look at you. I just want to listen to you. And uh, he says, <laughs> oh, pretty little whip. You got me dripping. Dripping all over the floor. The floor. If I come back as a woman, I want a body like yours. A body like yours. Living rooms, I think. I think you would. I think you'd want to play house. Yeah, I think you'd want to play house. <laughs> All right, I'm going to stop there. <sighs> okay, there's a lot to unpack here. Um, so I think, again, the decision to alter the pitch of his vocals throughout the reciting of these lines, as I mentioned, throws the listeners for a loop, like they don't know who they're who they're listening to. I can tell you the first time I heard this song, I did not know it was prince singing all these i thought he had enlisted cat or sheila mm-hmm, or bonnie mm-hmm. or somebody in his band to help him out like they would go back and forth switch back and forth but then the more i listened to it i'm like yeah but in the middle of a line his vocals will start to change pitch so i'm like either that's some really slick studio manipulation or it's all said by the same person and they're just changing the pitch as the lines go um but anyway yeah so it's all him and it's like him doing Camille, but like times a hundred because it's not just Camille. It's all over the place. What? I don't know. I mean, if I'm going to put any greater meaning behind why he did that, the only thing I can really come up with is just like any person, any gender, uh, any pronoun can get down with the concept of love sexy. Like he wants it to make all, all inclusive, um, maybe I am putting a bit more meaning behind his reasoning for doing it other than he just liked the way it sounded or thought it would be cool or whatever, but just changing his, his vocal pitch throughout this gives a lot of fluidity to how you're interpreting it. Like whether or not you're a man listening to it, whether or not you're a woman listening to it, however you identify yourself, you can think of these lines and think of it, um, what he's saying in your own, from your own perspective, maybe. I don't know. I mean, without getting straight into the lyrics first, like talking about the lines and the words, I don't know if you had any further thoughts on why he did this or just like what's your general thought of him doing, making this choice in general. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, the all of those factors that you mentioned are always there because of what we know about Prince and especially with him with the symbol and being in touch with both 
his masculinity and his femininity. So I think that's always there. But when, when I listen to this, I just think he wants to convey a conversation between a man and a woman, especially because he's like girls first, girls first. So I just, I just feel like it's a conversation. You know, if he, he did all the, the, the vocals and everything that he just wanted to convey that. I, I don't know why he chose to do that as opposed to getting cat or someone or, you know, again, I wasn't in the studio, so I don't know. But yeah, I just think I just I just think of it as a conversation. <laughs> okay, so what I what I kind of take away with this, and I know this is going to sound crude to some people. Apologies ahead of time. <laughs> it feels like he's trying to fuck God. Oh, oh okay. with with words, with words. <laughs> let me let me let me, you know, put that little caveat in there with words because that's the first line. Tonight we make love with words. And so it feels like he's trying to have sex with God through words. Like, uh, listen to all these lines. He's he's trying to pick somebody up. I would start by telling you how smart and intelligent the curve of your behind is. And then I can tell you I can just smell you. Race cars burn rubber in my pants. I mean, he recycles that line again. And the previous time he recycled or used that line in the first verse, he, you know, we all, you and I agreed, and hopefully other people yeah. agree too, that we think that he's talking about his relationship to God and how his relationship to God makes him feel good. You know, it, it turns him on a little bit, you know, because it gives off the same chemical reaction in his brain. Caught by someone with your beauty, style, and grace. So, may, I mean, maybe he's talking to somebody else, another human being, but he had not really been talking about other human beings up to this point. So either he completely changes what he's intended to deliver in the song, or he's still talking about God. And talking about how turned on he is by God and by this concept of love sexy and, you know, the feeling of this, this spiritual connection. Like he's just, <laughs> and, and I know <laughs> I said it that way in a, in a way to be a little shocking, um, but uh, that's how I think of it. I think of it. He's talking to God right now for two nights with your face. I don't want to make love to you. I, want, I just want to listen to you. He says, I want to look at you, too, but I just want to listen to you. You got me dripping all over the floor. So, I mean, of course, that's an allusion to, you know, arousal. If I come back as a woman, I want a body like yours. I, I don't know. I mean, he could be talking about a woman, like an actual human woman. But I just, I don't, to me, that doesn't fit with what he had been talking about throughout the song. So I still think he's talking to, to God. We're talking about God. Which also explains why he wants to make love with words, because of course you can't actually have sex with God. <laughs> so this is his way of saying I'm freaking turned on right now by this love sexy feeling, and I'm going to express this in a really kind of overtly sexual way and kind of crude way to be maybe a little provocative, maybe give some people you know a reason to to get to get into this uh this concept of of love is god god is love because look how how amazing i i'm describing it you know <laughs> i don't know i don't know I, i'm gonna let you talk now because i probably talked myself into a box <laughs> well i think a bunch of hate mail <laughs> no i think box is an apt term right because i think we want to fit Prince into a box sometimes, even within one song. And I mean, it makes sense. Your interpretation is valid because like you said, we've been talking about this metaphor, this whole song so far. So it makes sense that we want to extend it, but I guess, and maybe it's because of my own like 
I don't know, desire to be comfortable and not think of it the way that you described, <laughs> but I'm allowing for space that, you know, for Prince to change what he's talking about <laughs> in the song. Right. And especially mm-hmm. if we go back to what we said, what we were talking, what, what I mentioned about the sexuality real and, um, you know, sanctioning sex within a monogamous or a loving relationship. So I do like think about a woman, him talking about a woman here. And then in terms of like, making love with only words this is this concept is not new in prince's music um you know we think of him as a sexual person but he wasn't always talking about like the act itself like doing it right then and there he liked to build anticipation and so i always think about the song satisfied from 3121 later in his career where he says foreplay starts in the mind And then also when you think about songs like The Continental from the Love Symbol album where it's like, tell me how you want to be done, right? And then so then you get the girl telling him what she wants. And so this is a common theme with Prince. And again, if you think about Alphabet Street and the voyeurism he talks about in that, voyeurism is not new, you know, in his catalog either. So sometimes it's not about getting down right then and there, but it's about building that anticipation so that's what i think about (laughs) when i hear this verse and you know i mean you're probably thinking about it the way most people think about it because they may not be quite as demented as me i don't know (laughs) (laughs) but no i I, it does it does make sense because again the song is talking about relationship with god i feel but there's a lot of other songs on this album when two are in love uh i wish you heaven alphabet street where we believe he's actually talking about a physical relationship with another person mm-hmm. uh, you know a human being not an entity not a deity um and in how you know sex and love bring you closer to god in his mind at least with the concepts of this album you know in a, in a monogamous uh, relationship committed relationship this kind of sexuality is healthy good and sanctioned by god as being acceptable so you can get as nasty as you want to be you know to paraphrase two live crew you can get as nasty as you want to be as long as it's in a committed relationship and so prince is like yeah i'm i can get nasty i've i've shown that in the past in previous songs and and even though you know this album is intended to maybe express a a, a deeper higher calling and and deliver that message but i still like to get nasty with the person that i am with you know my my partner in this and so absolutely this could be just him being like all right so i told you why it's so great why a relationship with god is so great so now i'm going to get i'm going to achieve that relationship through sex as i've told everybody can happen and is achievable and so now i'm going to get nasty with my girl you know get with my woman so mm-hmm. Um, that could could definitely be what he's talking about here. So uh, I, that works for me, too. Um, anything else in these lines? I mean, you know, again, it's just metaphor filled and double entendre filled. I want to I want to play house. I think you want to play house. OK, I mean, is that kind of like let's pretend we're married or, or like a rehash of that concept? <laughs> Maybe. Well, I I do have some things to say about that going forward. Are you going to read the rest of oh, this? Oh, yeah. I'm okay. De- definitely going to read the rest of this. Okay. okay. 
So I just wanted to, like, if you had anything specifically about the lines that I already talked oh, about, no. I would no. say it here, but I'll move forward then if you don't. All right, so then he says, you don't mind. I think you I think you want me to peep inside of you. You want me to suck around your living room. <laughs> yeah, you. You want me to walk right down your halls. You want me to swivel in your love seat, don't you, baby? You want me to write my name on your walls. You want me to write my name. We make love with only words. I'll make love to you tomorrow. Sweet dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I said sweet dreams wrong. Is sweet dreams because <laughs> he uses uh, he pitches down his vocals for that last line of the song before the song closes. So that's how it kind of ends, and he gets even more into you know the the double entendres with the suck around your living room, walk right down your halls, write my name on your walls, swivel in your love seat. Oof, like it's like every line. There's some sort of you know, double entendre being used here uh, to to talk about sex or vaginas or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> um, he even censors himself in the line, I think you want me to beep inside of you, uh, which I find fascinating. Um, anytime an artist censors themselves, like instead of just choosing to say it differently so that you don't have to censor yourself, he still says it, but then he beeps out the word, which, you know, we can all imagine what he says there. Um, so let I'll let you go. I've been talking enough. <laughs> it's okay. No, Save I think, that, I think <laughs> well, I think, <laughs> I think that's in, the censorship thing is interesting, too, especially on um, Glam Slam. I mean, he just decided to say it. He was like, come a butterfly on your skin, right? But here mm-hmm. he bleeps it out. So that's funny. But I, I think, you know, normally when Prince does this on a song, it's just like, I'm just like, okay, this is stupid. <laughs> but I do think this is funnier than some of the He's going so hard on this. It's like over the top. <laughs> I know. He's doubling and- down. It is inspired a little bit because it's like the woman is the house. Like, you you know, he says, you know, we want to play house, but the woman is the house. So that's why you get all the metaphors about sucking uh, okay. around your living room and yeah, yeah, walking yeah, down good. your halls and writing on your walls. Right. And then, you know, just to get a little deeper into his catalog, he wrote a song for Kevin Campbell called The Halls of Desire. So it's not the first time, right, that he's using this metaphor. And, and he also wrote Sugar Walls for Sheena Easton. So, again, it's like... Like, you know, he's you he's talked about it in this way before, but I, I just I do think it's hilarious and inspired, especially the again, swivel in your love seat. Who else who else would come up with that <laughs> but Prince? Mm-hmm. So it is it is pretty funny. And the other couple things I'll say is that again, when he says I'll make love to you tomorrow, it's building that anticipation again. And when he says sweet dreams, he wants you to dream about all the things that he's gonna do to you later. He's not gonna do them right now. So that's what I what I take away from the rest of this. Yeah, I think I start laughing when he says swivel in your love seat. <laughs> um, not just because that line's funny. I mean, it's funny. But at this point, you've gotten so many lines. You're hearing him just go off the rails with his 
I mean, I, it, it's like almost like a comedy act. Like he's trying to one up himself with how many different ways can I say this without saying this and how many different uh, house metaphors can I use or, you know, uh, furniture metaphors, um, <laughs> room <laughs> metaphors. So he's, he's gone all in, like, like I said, he's doubled down on this. So he's in for a penny and for a pound kind of situation with these lyrics. And I, and I, and the way he's, delivers them to you i get the impression that he's kind of doing him a little tongue-in-cheek he's you know he's got his his swagger on you know write my name on your walls uh walk right down your halls and he's he's definitely got the swagger going yeah with these lines so he he knows what he's doing with this he knows exactly how this is going to come across it's going to come across a little bit silly uh and a little bit sexy but mostly just silly yeah (laughs) (laughs) um and i do like you know, by the time he pauses, the dramatic pause between I'll make love to you tomorrow, uh, that I lose it there too. And then, <laughs> then you get the the kiss sounds that he recreates like from the song Kiss. And then his vocals, uh, Sweet Dreams, right before the end. It's just a perfect, to me, it's a perfect ending to just this bonkers ending. Um, I just love it. I don't know why I do, but I just, I just love it. Um, I think it's because like, kind of like international lover where, you know, I laugh at that song too. And mm-hmm. for the same reasons, because the, all the different metaphors that he's using for, you know, your seat may be used as a flotation device, you know, and, um, just all that stuff, uh, just makes me laugh whenever he goes that hard on them and and goes um the heavy on them as well it just i enjoy that part of it like if you just did a one line or that's when i might be would roll my eyes but you know six seven eight different lines <laughs> following that that pattern that um these metaphors just you just know he's doing it to get a to get a rise out of you yeah a little bit of a laugh and a smirk so yeah uh i i i think it's interesting all of these lines, the way that can be interpreted, you know, of him wanting to reach that that orgasmic peak that he's talking about in this connection and getting more closer to God through a kiss, through sex, through whatever you want to call it at the end of the song. Um, I think we kind of covered basically what we feel about, at least our opinions about how the song ends. I threw out a really out there interpretation. Um, I still stick by that. Not necessarily saying that I think that that's the only way to interpret it. But part of me is like, I still think there's some validity to him. Like also talking about how he, how, and that's why I called it horny for God song. Yeah. You look at yeah. it both ways. Like he's, he just so into this feeling of love sex. He's so into this feeling of being close to God. This thing that he's. I wouldn't say he discovered it or found it for the first time because he'd been expressing um, spirituality and, and and showing off a little bit of his religious side in previous songs. But this is almost like he's kind of broken, like there's like maybe one last chain wrapped around his ankle or his wrist or something that was keeping him from fully, fully embracing it the way that he felt like he needed to. And it was finally, finally broke free. And this expression on this album, and maybe more specifically this song, is what we get when somebody who's has just that uh, that that feeling of 
of sheer orgasmic bliss um and how that is being expressed in this song whether it's for god or for another woman or maybe both simultaneously that's the kind of feeling i get here it's like he's just so happy like his it's it's it it rubs off on you like it's it's a little bit like you can catch the feeling from him just listening to the song and if it makes you laugh then great i mean that's that's a positive that's a positive feeling maybe he wants you to get closer to god but if it also the song makes you smile and laugh then that's i think a, a win for him as well yeah, I agree. And, and you know, it, as you were talking, I was thinking about the Rainbow Children, his other spiritual concept album. And, I, you know, I think this should be in conversation with that album, but it's different. Like Love Sexy feels, especially thinking about this song, it feels a little bit lighter than the Rainbow Children. Um, there, you know, there's joy and there's humor on the Rainbow Children, but not to this extent. And I think that's why a lot of people who may not share his religious beliefs find this album more accessible than that. Because you're not going to find a song like Love Sexy on <laughs> the Rainbow mm-hmm. Children. Um, and I guess the other thing I just wanted to mention, if you want to get a visual representation of the joy that you're hearing on this song. Um, you could look at the performance of love sexy on the tour. Like he and Kat are just going at it in terms of dancing together. And it, it's just r- uh, really fun to watch going back to what you said about that bliss. It's like a visual representation of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very cool. And I'm glad that he was able to do that for, for audiences around the world on this tour. Um, really important for him, I think, to 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 deliver this message, not just in Europe or not just in the United States, but across the across the entire globe, because mm-hmm. it's universal. I mean, right? I mean, the the idea and the concepts are universal, regardless of what language you speak, or even what you know your religious beliefs are. The joyful feeling that one gets. I mean, sex is universal, obviously, but also with whatever whatever god you believe in if you believe at all it's the intention i'd like to think is that you feel good about it like it's shouldn't make you feel bad and that's anytime that you like if you're in a religion that makes you feel bad about it makes you feel like uh you know it's it's something to be fearful of or a negative thing maybe that's not the right religion for you because I think I think that he would agree would have agreed, especially during the, the the performance of and writing of this album. It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be joyous. It's supposed to make you laugh, cry. I mean, he says all of this in the song. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Makes you laugh, makes you cry, but maybe good tears, like tears of joy. And even if it's you know tears of sadness, it's short lived because there's you know heaven's just a kiss away, right? I mean, he doesn't take long to or doesn't take much to get back into that love sexy feeling uh just a kiss you know just just another expression of of love and affection with your significant other or connection with god and that you know touching it kissing it as a metaphor for just getting closer to god even works as well so just that's my final kind of thoughts on the song it i i think it it's a very universally uh, it can be a very universal song, even if you don't, even if you don't have a like a, a Christian belief, you can still take something away from the song and understand its ultimate meaning and ultimate intention, 
and still find joy in it. That's that's where I'll kind of end with my final thoughts. Did you have any additional thoughts on the song, Erica? Yeah, I mean, the the last thing I'll say is that when we talk about Prince being the, the a master of the sacred and profane, I think this is a good example of that. Like, the way he talks about spirituality and sexuality is really, really interesting. I mean, a casual listen to this, again, you could just be like, okay, whatever, this is classic, naughty Prince. But when you really get into the lyrics, as we've done, it it, it is really interesting what he does with both of those concepts. So I think that's, mm-hmm. I'll end it there. Cool. Well, thank you so much for <laughs> engaging <laughs> with me on this song. It yeah. was uh, it was fun. Uh, hopefully, I didn't offend too many people that listened to the song. But just think of it, you know, from whatever angle you want to believe, and we'll leave it at that. So, where can people find you, and what you're up to, Erica? Yeah, so um, you can find me on my website at a purple day in um, That's where I write a lot about spirituality and prints. And then also on social media on Twitter, I'm at um, at Miss M I S S underscore E Thompson, E T H O M P S O N. And that's my same handle for Instagram as well. Very cool. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, Erica. Always a pleasure. Uh, yeah. This has been the Press Rewind Prince Lyrics Podcast. I've been your host, Jason Brenninger. You can find the show, Press Rewind Pod, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Check it out. Uh, appreciate any feedback you have, any thoughts you have on the song, anything that we might have missed or some additional um, concepts you thought were maybe less overt that you wanted to talk about or touch on. And until next time, goodbye. Love to you. Tomorrow. <gasps>